Welcome one and welcome all to the first episode of Leafstown. So this is just going to be a little bit of a mini-series here where me and Ryan, your resident Leafs fans on the Tundracast, we're just going to be talking about the Leafs. We're going to focus on them. We probably won't get into any other team unless it's related to the Leafs. And if you don't like that, you don't have to watch, but we do know that there are Leafs fans here because for some reason all our Leafs videos blow up, so that's one of the reasons we're doing this. And obviously we have all our mini-series running with um, Edmonton and Shea and Hockey Talk with um, Jakey. So this is mine and Ryan's version of that. Well, Ryan's not here today because life sucks pretty much. Uh, so I found a bit of time, so you know what, I thought we'd get our first episode out there, just a bit of an intro into what we're going to be doing. And I'm going to give my thoughts on the first three games of the season, four games of the season, four games of the season. It's, uh, it's like, sorry guys. Um, but yeah, so far the Leafs have played the Montreal Canadiens, the Ottawa Senators twice, and they just lost to the New York Rangers yesterday. And I think I'm just going to start right there. That Rangers loss, oh my god, like I'm not even mad because the Leafs played their heart out. They were amazing. Austin Matthews was amazing. He had like, I, saw, I forgot how many shots he had. He had a crazy amount of shot attempts, crazy amount of shots. This is his first game back, by the way, right? So this is, uh, he, if he's playing like that for the whole season, I don't see why he can't hit 60 goals, even though he's, even though he's already missed three games so that was a positive sign him and Mitch seem to be going uh but obviously talk of the town was Igor Shesterkin because he just completely robbed the Leafs blind no matter what they did it just wouldn't go in except for Michael Bunting who has been a very pleasant surprise and I'll get into that too but yeah as for the game overall, I was pretty pleasantly surprised with what the Leafs did because of uh, they haven't really been up to their full potential in the first three games. Here they kind of showed uh, showed most of what they can do, and if they're playing like that, I have no doubt they're going to do well. But the catch is they have to play like that all the time, and the catch is also that they can't be playing against a goalie like that all the time, which hopefully doesn't happen. It usually doesn't happen. But on the Leafs' side in that, um, Jack Campbell, <laughs> he's amazing. He's been amazing. Uh, obviously, Mrazek's injured, and at least had that bit of a scare that where they had to bring in Alex Bishop as their backup. Uh, but Hutchinson's up now because of the emergency call-up, which is such a stupid rule. If it's an emergency, you should be able to call someone up, no matter what. But, you know, one game later, Hutchinson's up on the team. It's going to be backing up Campbell, I'm going to guess, from now until Mrazic's back, which should be in not too, too long. But yeah, Jack Campbell's been amazing, and if he keeps it that way, then you got a goaltender, at least one. Uh, Mrazic didn't really get a chance in that game against Ottawa, which, man, uh, that was just unlucky for him. He just got bounces coming all over the place, kicking goals that weren't uh, that weren't stop, uh, called back. So many different things were going on there. I can't blame him for any of that. But so far, the Leafs goaltending situation, uh, besides the injuries, 
if Campbell plays like this, I uh, it's promising. It definitely is promising. And as for the games before, I'm just not even going to talk about them. I'm going to chalk it all up to uh, the Leafs are just trying to get back into their groove. And I don't want to see that happen ever again for the rest of the season. And as for the lineup, because I'm going to try to keep this short. I'm going to get, get through, through these quickly because I don't want to uh, talk about things too much while Ryan is in tier because I know you guys don't want to listen to me. You want to listen to Ryan. I mean, I don't blame you. So, as for the lineup, Nick Ritchie on the first line, man, I don't know. He can't keep up. Like, he's a big body. When he's in front of the net, he does, he looks pretty, pretty good. Like, I can deal with him there. But when it comes to keeping up with um, even Tavares and Marner in the beginning, but now it's Matthews and Marner, it's, nah, it's not looking good for him. Uh, obviously, the Leafs don't have much... Actually, no, that's a lie. They do have a lot of options right now to be able to move someone up. They could move Bunting up, but he's been really good with uh, Tavares and Nylander. Uh, Nylander, especially, because that's who's been who he's been playing with for the last uh, few games. And they've done really well together. Bunting scored two goals. Nylander has been on fire. Best lead forward so far. But... There's options like Alexander Kerfoot. He can move up. Uh, and me and Ryan, we've talked about it before. We think he's much more comfortable on the wing. And I would happily put him on the first line, at least try him there. Andre Kasha, he's looked pretty good. You can give him a chance on the first line. I mean, he definitely has a skill to do it. Um, Obviously, Ilya Mikheyev is injured, so that closes up the options a bit. Who, we, who knows, we might see Bunting move up to the first line and then uh, Mikheyev take that spot in the second, which uh, Keith started him in before he got injured. He had to have that uh, surgery, I believe, right? So, uh, But until he's back, I guess you keep Richie there. But if it really gets to a problem where he just isn't working on that first line, which, I mean, it obviously always was a risk. He, it's not easy to find a player who isn't extremely skilled that can just play on the first line uh or sorry with skilled players and keep up with them uh michael bunting seems to be one of those guys so that's good obviously zach hyman was but he's gone now sad but we're gonna have to deal with that but yeah there are options there are other options so i'm not too too worried uh as of right now on defense i am uh Okay, I'm going to start with Travis Dermott, because he has been, by and far, the least best defenseman, and that's saying something, because I think I think Riley and Brody have both been pretty damn good to start off, too. So, to say Travis Dermott has made such, to see that Travis Dermott has made such a step up this season, that's amazing. I mean, I have always been a huge fan of this guy. Uh, Siakam's always been behind him, too. Um, it's... Good to see that he's finally coming to his own. Uh, I do want to see him get a bit more opportunity. Uh, he's obviously playing on the penalty kill now. Uh, he's not a power play guy, so I don't expect him to play there. But, like, you know, we can move him up once in a while to get him into a defensive role when you need him to be because I think he can be trusted there. He's shown it through the first four games. Obviously, it's early. 
But if he keeps this up throughout the season, I don't see why he can't, right? He's been really, really, really good. And having that having uh, that guy playing on your bottom bear, that's something. That really is something. But Sandine on his left, he's also been pretty solid. Um, defensively, eh. But you know what? Dermot's there to back him up if he needs it. And you know what? Just let him come into his own and let him play the offensive game for now because that's what he's good at, and he's been good at it so far. First line, like I said, uh, Riley's been pretty good. Uh, first power play, I think he's done well just moving the puck to the wings, which, I mean, is his job. And he's been penalty killing now, and I think he's been pretty good at that too, which is a surprise because we never thought Riley to be a good defensive uh, we never thought of Riley as a defensive defenseman, which he's not. But he's stepped into a role in the penalty kill, and he's doing decent so far. And TJ Brody, steady as always. What do I have to say, right? He's just there. He's Riley's backup, and it lets Riley activate to have TJ Brody there. We've been talking about it. There's nothing else that needs to be said. The second pair, that's the point of contention here. So, we have had Jake Muzzin and Justin Hall together for... A while now, it's worked. Hall is at his best when he's playing with Jake Muzzin. And Jake Muzzin is just really, really good at hockey. Uh, but I do have to mention, Muzzin, he's been in and out. Maintenance day, I don't know if it was actually a maintenance day. Because he's been getting banged up. And it doesn't look like he's been getting up all too cleanly. And... Uh, that's very concerning, because we know what happens when Jake Muzzin comes out of the lineup. The Leafs manage to lose all the time. So, it's the beginning of the season. We're four games in, at least 2-1-1, one, and one, and they just had a pretty damn good game. I say, if he needs to sit, sit him. Just do it. It's not like the Leafs are going to flounder in the and then miss the playoffs because Jake Muzzin is not playing a couple games. Just let him get better. If that's the case. I don't know what's going on. But that's just from what I'm seeing. I don't know if any of you guys saw it too. Okay. For... Now, this one's the real big question here. Who plays on his right side? Ha! Ah, so, it's been Justin Hall. And, he, like we said, Justin Hall plays at his best when he's on the right side of Jake Muzzin. But... Anytime he moves away from Jake Muzzin, it's not been too great. And I think that's been reflected too. Because even in the preseason, in the preseason, not playing against all NHL players, Hall did not look too comfortable when he was just playing on the right of some AHL guy uh, that's vying for a spot on the team. Probably he's not going to make it. I mean, sure, it's going to make you worse. When you're not playing with an NHL player, but if he's a top four defenseman, he should be able to carry that line by himself, right? So, and then getting into these first couple games, I don't know, he just hasn't looked great. In my opinion, at least. And obviously he's been on the penalty kill, he's made some really good blocks. Uh, but that's, besides those moments, he's looked slow, he's looked behind, and... 
with the way the Leafs are playing now, they're activating their defense a lot. Even Muzzin's going up, Brody's going up, all of their defensemen are moving up, and Hall just hasn't been there, right? I haven't been noticing him, and other than on the defensive end, where he's making a couple giveaways and things like that, right? Which is not too characteristic of Jake Muzzin, uh, sorry, not Jake Muzzin, Justin Hall. But as for who I am impressed with, Timothy Lilligren, in that one game, in the preseason, I think he impressed. He looked pretty damn good, and I thought he was going to get a spot for sure. But we come into the uh, come to the season, we're just going back to our normal lines. And But then Hall gets sick, and uh, Lilligren's back in for a game, and I think he was really good. Now he's been playing on the side, right side of Muzzin for uh, for the better part of the preseason. And he got into that game in the regular season, and he just looks so steady, like he looks comfortable. He's made he made uh, a couple really good defensive ba- plays in the beginning that I can remember, uh, a block, getting back, um, and uh, pushing, uh, driving the puck away from the net. It's he looks solid, and if you keep on letting him play, he's going to get look, look even more and more solid. But, for whatever reason, the Keefe just doesn't want to play him. And I don't understand why. I feel like he's proven everything he has to to get at least a chance. They're not giving him a chance. He's not a seventh defenseman. He's supposed to be in the in the lineup as an everyday player. And obviously, he also got that one assist, which I don't know. I believe it's his first point. Let me check on that real quick. Timothy Lilligren. Oh, okay, my Wi-Fi is so slow right now. And here we go. Yeah, that was his first point in the NHL with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, I lied. No, that's his second point in the NHL. Okay, he got one couple years back. Alright. So first point in the NHL with the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. And it was his only and was his only games. So right now, he's at one point per game. How many players can say that? Not too many. Uh, but I do think that the Leafs should be giving him a chance, maybe rotating him in with Hall because you have two uh, pretty viable options. If Lily Green's not ready, if you if he's playing a couple games and you're saying Oh, he's just eh. He's not ready right now. He's still only twenty. He's still only twenty-two. He's got time. You can take him out. Hall's still there. But if he is ready, and he's playing on the level or even better than Justin Hall, you keep him in the lineup because he's only going to get better as the season progresses, as his career progresses, and he's obviously cheaper. And obviously, the way the defensive market has been going, Justin Hall, four, five, uh, four, fourth or fifth defenseman right-handed only two million dollars that's an asset and like I mentioned Richie hasn't looked too great obviously there are other options on the team right now but Hall is an asset to move if you really need to get someone to play on that first line or second line or something so from the way I see it the line should be Riley Brody obviously um Muzzin and Liljegren, Sandine and Dermot. Uh, now, a lot of pl- people aren't going to agree with me on that one, which is fair. It is completely fair. Uh, because Liljegren's obviously a young guy, 
and we uh, we that's a lot of young guys to be playing on your defense three uh, as a team you want to be going to the Stanley Cup Finals with. So I it, it obviously is risky, but you still have Hall as your backup if you really need to, right? So I don't see the risk in trying. I don't see the problem in trying. But overall, I think that's going to end off my just first look at the team and the first couple of games. Uh, the next one, we're definitely going to try to have Ryan on because I know you guys all want to hear it. Uh, listen to him and what he has to say rather than me because I'm a bum and no one likes me. But for now, I think I'm going to end it there. See you guys next time.